Good morning, youth. It's great to be with you today here at Barton. And today we're going to continue in your series on Technicolor Life. And we're going to look at the hope that Jesus brings um, and this Technicolor hope that Jesus brings. So if you've got your Bible, um, why don't you turn to Hebrews chapter 6, verse, um, starting at verse 13. So we're going for Hebrews chapter 6, and I'm going to read from verse 13. And before I um, start reading, let's pray. Father God, I pray that you would open our eyes this morning to your word and what you have to say for us. Amen. So Hebrews chapter 6, and we're going to start at verse 13. When God made his promise to Abraham, since there was no one greater for him to swear by, he swore by himself saying, I will surely bless you and give you many descendants. And so, after waiting patiently, Abraham received what was promised. People swear by someone greater than themselves, and the oath confirms what is said and puts an end to all argument. Because God wanted to make the unchangeable nature of his purpose very clear to the heirs of what was promised, he confirmed it with an oath. God did this so that by two unchangeable things in which it's impossible for God to lie. We who have fled to take hold of the hope set before us may be greatly encouraged. We have this hope as an anchor for our soul, firm and secure. It enters the inner sanctuary behind the curtain where our forerunner Jesus has entered on our behalf. He has become a high priest forever in the order of Meshizelech. So Hebrews talks to us about this hope. And what I thought would be really good is if we explore for a few seconds what hope actually is. Now, we often use the word hope, don't we? Um, I hope the vaccine works. I hope I pass my exams. I hope I get XYZ for my birthday. It's often a black and white, really dullish kind of hope. Um, it may happen, it may not. There's no certainty to it. But the hope that we read about in the Bible is completely different. It's this technicolor, certain hope. There is two types of hope. There is earthly hope and there is biblical hope. And we're going to look at what the difference is. See, in the start of that passage we read in Hebrews 6, starting at verse 13, we read about the promise that God gave to Abraham. Now, many of us will know the promise. He told Abraham how he would have many descendants and they will be numerous as the stars, etc., etc. God made an unbreakable promise or a covenant with Abraham. And this promise came true because we know that the character of God is good and he does not break his promises. Verse 15, look with me. And so after waiting patiently, Abraham received what was promised. See, the writer of Hebrews in verse 17 talks about God's second promise or oath to those who are heirs, it says. That's God's people or Christians, as we would call them. And verse 18 tells us that it's impossible for God to lie. So we know that his promises are true. 
Verse 18 tells us to take hold of this hope set before us. See, this hope is our technicolor one. It's hope from a God who keeps his promises and who does not lie. A hope that is there, that therefore has a real certainty to it. It's not a I hope for something. It's not a black and white kind of, ah, oh, mediocre, I hope. There is a certain technicolor, this will happen hope. And over the next few minutes, we're going to explore this hope in Jesus and what it means for us having eternal life. So it's not this earthly hope. It is a, it's not a, ah, oh, do you know what? I hope I go to heaven. It's this technicolor hope, the certainty I will be in heaven if I know Jesus. Okay, so I want you to close your eyes. Now, I want you to imagine in your mind's eye a massive ship, a boat, a cruise liner, whatever it may be. Imagine it's pulled up, it's docked, and you're just looking at the edge of the outside of this ship. And as you're going down, you notice there is this massive chain and attached to the chain is this humongous anchor. Okay, now open your eyes. So ships and boats, they have an anchor to help them stay in one place, and they drop that anchor to remain fixed in that one point. So regardless of what the waves do, or if there's a storm and it gets really choppy, the anchor will fix that boat in one place. So imagine a cruise liner. So people are on holiday, <laughs> when they're allowed to, um, and they're off somewhere, they get near a country, and the captain drops anchor, and the boat will stay in that one place, regardless of the waves bashing it, it will stay in that one place until the anchor is taken up. So jump back to the Hebrew passage with me, verse 19. Here we have the certain hope explained. Look at it with me. We have this hope as an anchor for our soul, firm and secure. It enters the inner sanctuary behind the curtain. Okay, everyone understand? It's clear, isn't it? Well, not really. It's a little bit confusing. Anchors, curtain, what does it all mean? What, it just, it's some, yeah, it's a bit weird. But anyway, let me explain what I think is going on in this passage. See, the writer of Hebrews is using this illustration of an anchor to people who would have really understood this. So a fishing community would have understood what an anchor was used for. But he was also talking to a group of Jewish people who would have related to the curtain in the temple. So when they heard curtain, they would have thought of the curtain in the temple. And the curtain in the temple behind there was where God dwelt. So it was known as the holies of holies. And listeners would have potentially thought about the priest and how the priest goes behind that curtain once a year into the Holy of Holies to offer sacrifices to God as an atonement for the sin of his people. So people would have said sorry with their sacrifices and the priest would have taken that all to God and he would have offered something to God as a sacrifice to say sorry for people's sin. So this is all the imagery that would have been going on. People would have thought about being put right with God and the curtain and behind the curtain and being purified by God and what happens dwelling behind that curtain where God's presence is. So back to the passage in Hebrews, Hebrews verse 19. Our certain hope is an anchor for the soul, firm and secure. It enters the inner sanctuary behind the curtain. So picture this, our lives are a boat and our soul can either go to heaven or it can go to hell. 
And if we make the choice to live for Jesus, we anchor our soul into heaven. It's like that picture of the anchor being behind the curtain, the place where sins are forgiven. Because of Jesus, because of Jesus dying on the cross and raising to life from death, we can know the forgiveness of God. It's like we're being permanently tethered into God's presence, constantly knowing the Father's forgiveness. So it's like a boat. When the boat drops its anchor, it's permanently tethered to that point, regardless of the storms in life. It's not going anywhere. So for our souls, if we know and love Jesus, our souls are like an, um, being anchored into God's presence. So the writer of Hebrews was using that illustration of the anchor being behind the curtain because the Jewish people would have understood that meant that our soul being anchored into God's presence behind the curtain. Now, for me, as I started to look at this passage and think about it, I got quite excited, actually, because it was this reminder that I am anchored in God regardless of the storms in life around me. So here are some of the storms in my life in these past two years. My wife, Rachel, um, she was diagnosed with cancer and we had a year of surgery, chemotherapy, radiotherapy. Mid-year um, of, mid of that treatment, um, the pandemic hit and we've all weathered that storm, haven't we? About six years ago, Rachel's dad was diagnosed with a different type of cancer. And um, over the years, he's progressively got worse. But back in October, his care needs became greater. So we decided that we needed to help with that to be able to keep him at home and not move him into hospital or hospice. So we upped and we moved and we moved in with Rachel's parents so that we could help care for him. So there was another storm that we were weathering. January, I was made redundant from my paid job and there's a storm of being out of work and finances and all that goes alongside that. And then three weeks ago, Rachel's dad passed away and he went to heaven to be with his heavenly father. Now, these are all fairly major storms in our lives and it's made the waters really choppy. But the one thing that I have remembered from this passage is that I am anchored into God himself. So regardless of these storms that are happening around me, I am permanently tethered to God. I am permanently in his presence because of Jesus. And the storms may bash and crash, but I am secure. I have a technicolor hope in where I am going and where my life is heading. Now, as I said, my father-in-law passed away just recently and he had definitely a technicolor hope in Jesus, knowing that on that final day, he would be in heaven with his God. And that's all because of Jesus. See, as Easter approaches, we can remember that Jesus anchors us into God's love, God's eternal forgiveness. Our souls are anchored secure with God. Now, if you would call yourself a Christian, if you know and love Jesus, um, be encouraged and remember all that I have said. Regardless of those storms that come and hit, you are permanently anchored into God. You have a certain hope of what Jesus brings. And if you've been listening today and you think, do you know, actually, that's not me. I don't have that certain hope yet. I don't know Jesus in that way. 
Well, I want to encourage you to talk to your leaders here at Barton Youth. And I want to encourage you to say to them, hey, what does that look like? What does that certain hope look like for my life? And they would love to tell you more. They would love to show you how that hope looks in your life and their life. And that certainty that they have, this technicolor hope in Jesus. But don't delay. There is nothing greater than having the certainty of an eternal life with Jesus. Let's pray. Father God, I want to thank you that you bring a certain hope into our lives. I want to thank you that regardless of the storms that are around us, you bring that certainty. And I want to thank you that the hope you talk about in your word is technicolor. It isn't dull, it isn't mundane, but it is so exciting and it is so certain and it is definitely going to happen. We will have that eternal life with you if we know you. And I pray, Lord, that that would be an encouragement to those of us that know and love you. And I pray for those people that are listening that don't know you in that way. I pray for encouragement and boldness to step out and say, hey, tell me more about this. Jesus, come into my life and show me what a technicolor hope looks like in my life. So Lord, I pray that you bless us today in Jesus' name. Amen. Guys, it's been a privilege to be able to share some thoughts with you. I'm going to hand back over to the team. Um, and don't forget to say hi in the chat if, if you're watching. Take care.